Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, the shame of it. Oh, is sweetheart, like, why are you ashamed? That's killing me. Oh, it's killing me. You have done <laughs> nothing wrong but be a normal 34-year-old woman. In fact, you know what? You're not even normal. You're so much better than normal in so many ways. If you were my daughter, I would mm. be so proud. If my daughter, Dali, grew up like you, I can't tell you. Oh, Look at I'm you. Cry. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Politics is a funny old game, isn't it? Joanna Nilsson is a smart, generous, socially conscious young woman who spent her adulthood working and volunteering in the not-for-profit sector. What that means is that rather than using her immense brain and talent for making money for herself, she uses them to help others for very, very little money for herself. It's all well and good for people like me to get involved with charities, but the fact is, we dip in and out. I still work at high-paying jobs because I want to own a house and go on holidays and buy clothes when the mood takes me. People who work for charities are a different breed. They sacrifice all of those things, often for their entire lifetimes, so they can get up every morning and try to help people and make the world a better place. When you hear that someone as hardworking, smart and selfless as Joanna is considering going into politics, aren't you excited? I mean confused, obviously, but also excited? Aren't you relieved that she and her generation might deliver us from these selfish, sexist, lying, cold-fondling, onion-eating, child-imprisoning old white men? Well... There's a problem. You see, unfortunately, Joanna Nilsson once made some jokes on Facebook. This is the Nitty Gritty Committee, stories about the guts and the glory of life. And today, we talk to Joanna about the great social media generation divide that's keeping young people out of politics. Is it time we accepted that people of a certain age from this day forth will have made a dick of themselves on social media at some point and it can no longer be a barrier to their entering public life. Joanna was at the centre of the first of several similar scandals to rock the Victorian Greens in the recent state election campaign. There were six-year-old tweets from a staffer who fancied himself a satirist at the time, including this classic, 
pretty fucked how Muslims want to ban my favourite hobby, greasing myself up in pig fat and oinking like a grunter at the traffic lights. And there was Footscray candidate and rapper Angus McAlpine, who rapped in 2010 about date-raping women using the sedative Rohypnol. In his defence, McAlpine said that he'd spent the eight years since releasing that material on a journey of self-discovery, learning about toxic masculinity, and that he wouldn't write material like that today. I mean, isn't that the dream? Isn't it our fondest wish that a young man could come to his senses, recognise and outgrow the misogyny of the hip-hop culture he's grown up idolising and change his mind? Shouldn't we celebrate his having done that if we keep saying we're so angry with people who haven't done that? Doesn't this make him exactly the kind of man we want in a leadership position? It's all very confusing, isn't it? especially as the Victorian Greens copped a thumping in last week's election. As I'm recording this, it looks like they've lost all five of their seats in the upper house and at least two of their lower house seats. And predictably enough, many are blaming the scandals, aka the young people. When I sat down with Joanna Nilsson just a few days before the election, she was four weeks into her political career and three weeks into political infamy. You know, I, man, I've had a headache for probably three weeks now, I think, Michelle. Oh, God. Is that how long ago it all happened? I think so. Yeah. Uh, It feels like longer to me because it's not my life. And to me, it's just one of those little blips on the radar. To be honest with you, I just, I I barely remembered it until Emily, who, who normally does the true crime podcast with me. Yeah tweeted me yesterday and said, oh, this is so good. And it was a link to your article. Oh, that's so kind. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is really good when I read it. And I Mm. got in touch with you and said, hey, do you want a podcast? So talk us through the drama, the incident. What are we calling it? Uh, My big (laughs) boo-boo. I don't know. (laughs) It just doesn't even seem that big to me. But what happened? Where were you three and a half weeks ago? What was your world before this broke? Well, I was just sitting at my job in an office. So I work at, um, you know, I've spent half my life working at non-for-profits and charities and community organizations and that kind of thing. And I was just sitting at the office at my job and I missed a couple of calls from like a missed number. And, um, I called this person back and it was the Herald Sun and I sort of was like, Oh, hello, how's it going? And then it's never a good day, by the way. <laughs> particularly for you, because at the time you were a Greens candidate for the upcoming state election in Victoria. Yes. Um, and I picked up the phone and he sort of asked who it was and I answered the phone and he said, we've got some Facebook posts. Um, and I sort of went, what? <laughs> he had that kind of gotcha today, tonight sort of tone about him that made the nausea in the back of my throat sort of (laughs) happened. And uh, yeah, I kind of didn't know what he was talking about at first. So I sort of denied it, but then he sort of uh, went through what it was. uh, And I sort of had half an hour to decide what to say. Um, So I sort of owned up to it and stepped down as a candidate. 
Uh, and these were posts made several years ago in a private women's group, um, which, you know, I hadn't been in for years. It hadn't really occurred to me that, that this would be an issue. I'm assuming these posts um, were you admitting to murdering several people at some oh, yeah. stage. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, <laughs> what were these posts about? Um, you know how uh, this was a feminist group where we were all boasting and sort of carrying on and being silly and, you know, I was just... You oh, know. this was the Bad Girls Club or whatever it was yeah. called. Yeah. Yes, Bad Girls Club. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> I wasn't in it, I don't think. I don't think I was cool enough to be in it and I was probably too old. How old were you? Oh, this is about four years ago. So how old were you? Oh. Little. <laughs> Still very young. How old are you? I'm 34 now. Oh, so you're 30. So you were, all of you were just still very – I mean, 30 is kind of, you yeah. know, peak age for coolness – and uh, you're all young and rebellious and beautiful and... Well, um, feminism was just sort of picking up as a big movement on the internet and we were so happy to, like, find each other. Yep. And, you know, there were a lot of people in there just posting inappropriate stuff. You're being scary. You're being yeah. scary young feminists. Yep. Yep. And so I posted some, you know, inappropriate... <sighs> hungover, is, hungover is shit. Is this you? This is new. Yeah. Hungover probably. is shit. Late for work, wearing no underpants, and I stink of the weed in my bag. <laughs> you evil, <laughs> evil woman. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. And now what's the, the um, shoplifting bit? Um, Everyone, I don't know, just like shit posting. I oh, guess. here it is. <laughs> Take a plastic bag full of other stuff, put it in your basket, and then load all the expensive stuff in that. Take it out and go through the checkout with that on your arm. That's so it's you telling people how to shoplift. Right. Mm. Now, in a um, fuck how good are nangs, you later said. <laughs> what is that? Oh, nitrous oxide. Well, they are great. Yeah, they are. But thank you, Bart. But, um, okay, so look, you know, normal, I have to say, in my experience of life, it's pretty normal gear. Um. And what I loved about the article that Emily passed on to me is the point that you're making, which is that at some point in civilization, we're going to have to accept that human beings have posted embarrassing shit on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it... when are we going to become forgiving of that in our public servants and in, in our public profile people? Look, um, I totally regret posting that stuff. It's stupid, really stupid stuff to say. But people know. my age are constantly saying to each other, thank God there was no internet when we were young. Thank God there, are no, there were no camera phones. We're so aware of it. Mm -hmm. Like we, we laugh at it, but believe me, we are completely aware mm -hmm. that this behaviour isn't new, mm -hmm. just that the, the public part of it is new mm. all of you know oh look put um bob hawk or keating oh or God. any of those guys with a social media profile and you'll hear much worse stuff. or in a liberal party room or with anything anyone says in parliament it's you know it's foul and it's you know i i'm by i've led quite an unorthodox life i'm by no means spotless obviously um, this has been like 
you know, I found my face on the front page of the Herald Sun. This has been a horrific experience for me. But, you know, I, as I said, I've worked in non-for-profits and charities for a really long time. And I've seen the level of the effect of bad legislation, of bad laws on on critical subjects like housing, affordability, drug um, rehabilitation and um, harm minimization and that kind of thing. And I just looked at what was around me and all of the people that I know, you know, working for minimum wage, exhausted, young moms, isolated, um, not knowing what's happening to their bodies because they get kicked out of the hospital mm-hmm. really early, stuff that's happening to my peers. And I went, God, like and Trump and everyone that's just sitting in our parliament. And I went, God, you know, like I might not be spotless and perfect, but I'm going to try and give this a go just because I have this background where I can just see all of this stuff that's just gone horribly wrong and I want to do something about it. Here's what I don't understand. Mm. Why did the Greens allow you to withdraw with half an hour's thought? when we live in a world where Barnaby Joyce mm. is allowed to continue his career unscathed? Um, that was my decision to step down, honestly. Why? Um, because it was terrifying, Michelle. Like, <laughs> my face on the front You didn't do anything. Of... I mean, you did, you, you've never assaulted anyone. You've never hurt anyone. As you say, you... I've you've never s- been. I've never been arrested. I've never... You've spent your yeah. life working for other people. Um, well, to be honest, like, this has all rolled out. And I've been a secondary, I was a secondary candidate for this position. So that means that ostensibly it was an unwinnable position. So um, I was working on someone else's campaign as a secondary candidate. Okay. So if it was my own campaign, okay. I would have perhaps, you know, stuck to my guns and so gone. So you felt as though you were a liability to someone yeah, else. Yeah, and okay. I was interrupting someone else's campaign, which makes the whole thing even more ridiculous mm. because you know, this has been a blatant attack on someone that wasn't even able to win a seat. You know, you have to understand that I, I don't know much about politics. Mm. I'm a, I'm a newbie. So this Mm. was really an opportunity for me to learn, Mm. um, from someone else. And I got cut down eight days into this learning process, um, which was really a shame. And I was heartbroken. Who do you think is behind it? Who? I don't know. It'd have to be, it'd have to be another woman, um, from that group which is really heartbreaking. Like when I was writing my piece um, for The Guardian, I was I got really upset because I started thinking about, you know, this was a, a women's space uh, and there's pictures of, you know, women, you know, maybe in their new bra or whatever and talking about, you know, thrush and stuff like that. And it's just really awful to... You know, we already feel very vulnerable, um, you know, in terms of the amount of violence that's going on in the world. Um, But to feel vulnerable in a woman's space is just terrifying. Like, we can't even have our own spaces be safe. Um, And that that really upset me, um, as well as everything else, I guess. So you feel like somebody who was a member of the Bad Gals Club on Facebook thought to themselves, I know her. Mm, I really don't know. But, and and um, remembered stuff from four years ago. But, well, well some, yeah, but you're right. Some, it has to have been a member of that group, has got screen grabs and 
pass them on. Oh, gosh. And this, you know, this is, I mean, what what is it that they say about Hollywood? Like one year is like 10 in the outside world. The internet's kind of the same. Mm. Uh, and there's so many professional women in a lot of these groups that not just that one, but you know what I'm talking about, yep. these secret feminist groups, all the nitty grits. Is that what you call them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't call them Nitty grits. But... Yeah, that's a great idea. I should, yes. The nitty grits. Um, I bet some of you have been in these and yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Um, these And these professional women that work in, oh, man, a lot of industries now could be very, you know, undone by a lot of the stuff that I saw when I went back in there and sort of burnt it to the ground. Um so, I mean, I've had to learn a hard lesson here and I hope that, you know, some yeah, someone else doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very sad, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, but I just think that I have a conversation with a lot of people about entering politics and that kind of thing. Um, and they'll say, oh, I have a Centrelink debt or I had a bad relationship or and I had to get a restraining order out on someone or blah, blah, blah. But they would be perfect for the job. And it just stinks because all we have is, um, you know, investment bankers and, mm. you know, um, dyed-in-the-wool unionists, which I don't have a problem with. No. But um, we need real people out there. They're meant to be our representatives and I don't. I look at Parliament, and it's a bunch of white men in Armani suits who they don't look or sound like me or you, do they? No. Um, and this constant refrain: Why aren't there women in Parliament? Yeah. And I have my own answer to that mm. question. Whenever I think maybe, mm. oh, I should go into Parliament. I want to make a real difference. I I always have the same answers as to why I can't. Mm. And now you know you tried and. And here's your answer as you know, you get clobbered over the head with this ridiculous campaign. Mm, mm, mm. Um, will you try again? Do you feel like now you, your skeletons are out of the closet? So there's nothing. Kind left? of. Yeah. Like it's kind, like, this is definitely the worst thing that's happened to me. Yeah. Uh, and it happened eight days into my um, fledgling political career. <laughs> um, so I feel like, knock on wood yeah. or metal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that like, um, you know, I've been through the worst of it so early on. So, I don't, But it's just such a, a psychic drain on you having to go through all this stuff. I mean, the fight is hard. I don't mm. want to... Sound a lot of listeners will think that sounds like an incredibly over dramatic thing to say, but I'm 45 and I feel like it just gets harder and harder. Mm. And now I have little children, and mm. I think, well, it's just too big a sacrifice to ask them to make for me to go and live in Canberra mm -hmm. from Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Angela Bishop about this one day, and I yeah. said, Hey, how much of a how, how much did it drain your? childhood or your adolescence to have your mum in politics and she said well not at all because I was 18 when my mum went into parliament because oh, true yeah because she said you got to remember Michelle our mums had us when we were they were so much younger mm. and she has a daughter around about the same age as my kids Angela and I were both in our late 30s by the time we had kids so if yeah. we were to wait we'd be in our 60s well that's not stopping any of the the old 
old men, <laughs> old men no <laughs> I guess but it's yeah. you know so that's yeah. my I feel like my generation is uh, you know that's an issue that I have to battle yeah your generation yeah you have this issue that the conservative people in the country go well she said something rude on Facebook when she was 26 yeah so she can't possibly be entrusted in parliament it's ridiculous oh look we need to reverse our ideas of who can represent us in parliament absolutely because it is utterly broken Mm. and disgusting um and getting worse yeah you think yeah getting less realistic but I, I really do think that the, the people of Australia do like real people um, and a bit of character in their politicians. I think that's why we keep voting for weirdos in exactly. the Senate. Exactly. And that's manifest. And, well, I mean, there's been a really weird voting system. Yeah. But that's ma- manifesting itself in, in all these galahs, <laughs> as my dad would say, yeah. uh, sitting in parliament having mm. a squawk. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I really think that they desperately, desperately want someone that they can relate to in Parliament. Like I think um, our 16th Prime Minister, um, Ben Chifley, was a train driver. Like it hasn't always been this way. Um, And to be honest, we're at the point where this, the parliamentary system is so broken and politics in this country and elsewhere is so broken that there is we have to move somewhere else there's no choice either we get worse uh i don't see how at the moment or we move uh to a new way of having representatives that aren't like the ones that we have now i don't think like and i think that our current prime minister realizes that people want real australians in parliament which has led us to all be looking in horror at this daggy dad act that he's shopping across the country <laughs> with his go shop. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Jupiter. <laughs> Baseball hats on. I know. And Michelle, you can see through that. Gosh, Everyone is. can see mm. through it. Mm-hmm. We're not, the Australian people aren't stupid. No. Um, so, you know, and there's something to be said also about, um, you know, I, I dislike Jackie Lambie's policies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's got, she's said a lot of bad things, you know, yeah. uh, I'm obviously a lefty, but. Of course. I mean, l- listen, halal food pays for jihad or whatever the uh, fuck she says is obviously is insane. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. she is, you know, a mother who understands meth addiction in a mm-hmm. child she is a woman who understands single motherhood. Yep. She is, you know, she, she does understand a lot of things that a lot of those men don't understand. She has lived experience in a lot of things. She those served guys... in the military. She was Absolutely. addicted to painkillers, I believe. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. I, um, you know, conversations with Richard Feidler did an interview with her and I enjoyed it tremendously. Mm. Like I would have a beer with her. Yes. Um, I have, yeah, I've spent time with her. And have you? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. she's, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind her. I can spend constructive time with Jackie, and she can have a constructive conversation and be, and and listen. She's open minded, mm. whereas you know a lot of other people can't. And I think people appreciate that in her, and I think she's laid it all out on mm. the table, um, or, like previous to uh, sort of being a politician. So you don't really see any gotcha pieces about her. No, but she's got that really interesting thing. Here's the the conundrum with Jackie that I think, Mm. and I've never had the opportunity to actually bring it up with her, Mm. but she's one of those people who constantly wavers between because, you know, you've got to listen to the people. Yeah. Or because we've got to have leadership. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on. Mm. Which one? Mm. I know. Do, yeah. you, do you want the people to make every decision and you want all your politicians to take everything to their people, the mm. constituents, mm-hmm. or do you, or do you want the politicians to make every decision and the rest of us follow them? So when it suits her, she wants everyone to listen to the people when the people are shouting something racist about Muslims, when it yeah. suits her. Yeah. But when the people are all saying all the gay people should get married, then we need leadership. Mm. You know? Yeah. Oh, totally. So totally. that's the conundrum with Jackie. Mm. And I think it's probably the conundrum with Australia. It's like, is it popular opinion that is more important? Mm-hmm. Or do we need a strong leader who says, can you all just sit the fuck down mm. and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do? We have to really think about what leadership looks like in this country yeah. though, and what, what we want it to be. Um, we're very stuck in this idea of, um, so parliament is, is built by, you know, and has been refined over years and years and years by, you know, rich white guys. Mm. So it's going to be in a perpetual cycle that, that benefits them. And so their leadership style is going to be something that keeps happening and keeps happening. So we need to like sort of seize our idea of what a, what a different leader looks like and Mm. sort of break that mold down. And unfortunately in order to break something that ingrained down, it's going to take, you know, Mm. heaps of women, heaps of women of color, heaps of, you know, gender diverse people, young people. And in the meantime, we've got these rich white guys whose sole purpose is to tell the populace that all of those 
others mm. are the enemy for various reasons because that's what they have to do. They are yeah. their enemy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is a real battle on our hands. Yeah. And I wish people like you would go into parliament as well. I just think that, oh, my gosh, like this social media stuff is going to continue to be a problem. After the break, we hear about the physical effects of Joanna's Facebook scandal. Coming up on the Nitty Gritty Committee, I remind Joanna of so many successful politicians who have done far worse things than her. But first, why is it that some politicians are popular for being quote-unquote rough diamonds and talking like normal people, and yet others are damned for their normal pasts? Because you made me think. I thought, God, I wonder. I don't think I've ever oh. been in a secret group, but I thought, God, I get drunk on wine and tweet in the bath like probably four nights a week. I and know. Swear at the prime minister. Like, surely that would come up. Yeah, I would. Maybe I don't know if that is that a problem. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. I don't know. You know, and you know, this is something that's gonna. The way I look at it, right, is you. Unless the the only people that are going to get through this process, are, as I said in my article, are rich people with a lot of power that are able to scrub this from the record or have friends in the press. And that's not the sort of representative we want, nor do we want the sort of representative that is training themselves from a young age mm. to be this spotless, mm. almost, I don't know, it smacks of being, I don't know, kind of a... Patrick Bateman's sociopath yes. kind of character, or a, or a, or a um, you know uh, those little baby, um, <laughs> what were they called? Tantrums and tiaras, girl. Someone whose parents are training them actually from an early age to be a p- politician. Well, I mean, you're seeing that in the US, yes, and have for generations, yes. like legacy politicians. Like if yeah. your last name is Kennedy, you can yeah. automatically. Um, but then doesn't everyone love Pauline Hanson because she sounds different like, or because she's honest, she sounds like us and she says what we're thinking. So, you know, if I'm out there saying, I'll get fucked, ScoMo, blah, 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 <laughs> doesn't that, maybe that's a great thing. Doesn't, won't Australia go, yes, she should be prime minister for telling him to get fucked. Why doesn't it ever work for us? Why does it only ever work for the right wingers who are saying, yes, we should sh- close our borders? Because <laughs> I think there's a real problem with the press, mm. to be honest. Mm. Um, when you have a media monopoly going on and, mm. you know, um, people with political interests uh, controlling what's said and done in the paper, mm. it's a real problem. Like, And that's mm. what's going on in the US as well. And this trial by media stuff has got to stop. Mm. And call out culture and everything. I mean, that's a different level of conversation, but it's this is horrendous, you know. And but I do see hope in breaking this particular sort of cycle. Like in the US, you've got um, the midterm elections, mm. the two youngest women, two Muslim women, and two um, Native American Absolutely. women, and Alexandra Ocasio Cortez yeah. in the US, who was a bartender. So it was more than ever before, right? It was more minorities than ever before, yeah. more women than ever before, the youngest, yeah. Yeah. you know, first ever. openly gay governor of, um, I can't of, remember. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, yes, actually, we do tend to be, you know, motivated, energised, engaged mm-hmm. by these times, don't mm-hmm. we? Women, uh, you know, minorities, um, we do tend to be at least motivated. Yeah, yeah. And despite, you know, I, you know, I grew up in rock and roll and, like, yeah. you know, um, charities and working for um, independent media and public radio and all that kind of stuff. Like, I have, you know, a pretty unorthodox background, but I, I was always in love with politics, you know, always, you know, like, I... You know, I'm a nerd about rock and roll, but I also sit there and watch Question Time. Yeah. You know, and that sounds kind of... No, me too. I get it. I absolutely <laughs> get it. I, I love it as well. I Why mean... can't we allow people to be multifaceted yeah, in absolutely. the public life? Yeah. Like, it just seems... It's so strange to me. I don't know. I think we're a strange culture. Yeah. In Australia. We're a very strange culture. It's hard for us to see that from within it. mm but the older I get, the more I think, oh, we're a funny old culture. Mm. Mm. And it just has to change as we grow, as, as time passes, as we become less homogenous, which we just are becoming, as the older generations die. <laughs> Please, I want to buy a house. I know. I, I say that as a person whose parents live in a bloody granny flat in her backyard, believe yeah. me, and they listen to Ray Hadley every morning so loud um, and they say they just won't believe facts. It's so oh. frustrating when I say to them, John Howard spent the mining boom, guys. And they go, no, that mm. is not true. And I go, guys, it's a fact. You can't argue with me about it. No, it's not true. Go away. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, what, what can you do? Um, tell me about the effect of this on your life and your body and, I mean, you know, yeah. you, you've, I'm sure your parents, your friends, everyone's excited. Three and a half, four weeks ago, you are, you're, you're in politics. You're taking this big, exciting step. Yeah. And then, and then this happened. So, you know. Um, the shame of it oh, is sweetheart, like. why are you ashamed? That's killing me. Oh, it's killing me. You have done <laughs> nothing wrong but be a normal 34-year-old woman. In fact, you know what? You're not even normal. You're so much better than normal in so many ways. If you were my daughter, I would Mm. be so proud. If my daughter, Dali, grew up like you, I can't tell you. Oh, look at you. Cry. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Look at you working in the humanitarian sector. You're mm. so smart and funny and wonderful. Mm. Goodness me, of all the people to have things to be ashamed of, this is what kills me. Yeah, I mean, when you're reading that stuff out before, I just wanted to crawl into, oh, my, into the Bob, ground and die. Oh, um, like my, it's been, look, it's been really hard. It's been really hard. And I wish our listeners could see your nails because <laughs> they're stunning. I'm I've so had to, glad you got your nails done because that's, you know, exercise number one when you feel I know, shit. I know. I went to my hairdresser and was just like, please just brush my hair and wash it. I just couldn't. I have, I have a, a, like a pain condition called fibromyalgia. What is that? Um, it's basically the, the, your brain signing, uh, sending out wrong nerve impulses. So it's telling me that it, parts of my body are being crushed or whatever. Oh. Um, 
and it's it's not actually happening. So it kind of just feels like arthro- like really hectic arthritis arthritis all over your body. Um, it manifests itself in what they call fibro fog, which makes it hard to think, um, and chronic fatigue as well. Um, sometimes I'll get up and my knees will crack and pop out of place or things like that. So, um, but I'm also extremely bloody minded. So I was just, I just refused to let it, um, take over my life. Um, but it's really hard. And of course it's exacerbated by stress. So, Mm. I mean, I still hold down a, you know, full-time job. So all this going on and a chronic illness has just been incredibly difficult. Um, but what I wanted to do after that article came out, um, I've spoken to some of my political peers that not peers, but you know, people in the party or whatever Mm. that similar stuff has happened to even cross party or what have you. And they were in power at the time or had a position that they in the public service. So they had a right of reply to this, Mm. to the press or what, what have you. And I just stood down and I had no voice. Mm. So that's why I, I approached the guard, the the guy. (laughs) And I said to them, I really would like to write something about this. Mm. Um, And they let me, which is fantastic. Um, And I love that you chose to make a point about uh, representation. It's mm. not like you wrote something about, no, shut up. No, I'm not. I don't want to make excuses. Yeah, no, it's I know people... um, I just didn't want to. And it it wasn't my idea to – I didn't really have a game plan, Michelle. I was just kind of like, I just have to write – I have to write – I have to write about this. Well, this is what I mean. Yeah. You're so smart and outward thinking that you're not mm. even just thinking about yourself. You're thinking, well, what does this mean for representation? Mm. Um, because generationally, as you say here, you know, anyone under 40 has this – probably mm. in their past. And mm-hmm. so does that mean that we all are silenced? Um, because social media is so, such a scary place. It does silence a lot of people. Yes. People often say to me, oh, I like you because you, you're honest and you always you know, say what you think and blah, blah, blah. And I say, and they say, oh, most people in the media don't do that. And I say, you know what? A lot of people in the media are really scared. Yeah really scared to say anything. Because Which is why you should be prime minister. <laughs> I don't think my kids would like it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, social media can be such a scary place. I know, yeah. I see people think to say something and then think, oh, no, I just can't. I know. You know? So I think you raise a really great point that moving forward, we have to learn to forgive people for what they tweeted 10 years ago or posted totally. in a private group you know, it, get over it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and the point I also make is we have to sort of think about what's acceptable from our officials and the people that represent us. Yeah. To me, what is going on in, in Parliament is unacceptable. That's what I'm saying. You know what? Pushing, peddling coal, yeah. you know, pushing the Ardani coal mine that no bank in the world will fund because everyone knows it's a shit idea. Oh, yeah. You're and, talking about my hometown. Like right. I'm from Queensland. Yeah. So, which explains a lot. <laughs> so my girl. I get oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. I was, you know, born in North Queensland and, um, you know, I don't know about you, but I see that coal mine and it, te- like what's happening to our reef is tearing me to bits. Yeah. Not only is, is it something that our kids 
and grandkids or what have you will never get to, it's not going to come back. No. And gifting a grant to a made up, <sighs> you know, ecological group. Oh, I mean, it's going to bring me, this up. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> that is a crime. Yes. A 30 year old girl talking a bullshit on a closed Facebook group years ago. Yeah, I know. That is nothing to be ashamed of. Seriously, can you please write yourself a list yeah. of everything these assholes are doing yeah. and put it in your pocket? Yeah. And every time you feel like shit, pull it out and look at it. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to send you a photograph <laughs> of Julie Bishop yeah. representing Hardy Industries against uh, dying men with yeah. mesothemioma. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think Just so. Just look at that photo yeah. every time you feel like a bad person. Uh, okay. Because you want to snap out of it, girl. You've got too much work to do. You have got too much work to do mm. to feel like you are a bad person. It's really – it's hard because I think that um, being a woman too is – is um, we tend to internalize things and, and punish ourselves for them. You know, my therapist said um, – I, I, I was like, I was an idiot. This is my fault, you know, and you know, it is. And, but she said to me, how long are you going to punish yourself for this? Do you think that being on the front page of the Herald Sun was enough of a punishment for you? And I said, well, yeah, it was probably out of proportion. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. But it's really hard. You know, women, women internalize things and, you know, tend to not forgive themselves very easily. How scary must they find you? Mm. You know? I don't know. How scary must they find you to have gone to that much trouble? I Yeah. You're eight days in. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. How, how fearful are they of you and women like you, of yeah. your age, of your education, of your smarts, of your social conscience? They're but, fucking terrified of you, man. Why would they go to that much trouble? I Why? don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of effort to go to. I know. I know. I don't know. Well, you know, you have to think of it that way and yeah. don't let them do it. But I, I just wish more, I, I need more people like me and like you to step up and do this. Yeah. Because it, I, right. I, the way I see it, it's like bum rush politics. Yeah. Um, You're right, yeah. Hashtag bum rush politics. <laughs> Um, the, the more people that step up and do, they can't put us all on the front of the Herald Sun. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone has got to do it. And yeah. that I run the women's group, um, in here in Victoria for the Greens, uh, and the party. And I just, I work really hard on not making it, um, like I don't allow a- acronyms to be used or words that I think are shut people out of the political process because mm-hmm. um, it's so scary for some people. Like I went in there not having no idea, like mm. no clue what anyone was talking about. And I'm loudmouth enough to put my hand up and go, what the hell are you talking about? Most women aren't yeah, because they're scared to look dumb. Yeah. So I really want to create a place where I'm explaining things or they feel that they can ask these questions. I'm to join because I don't, I don't feel like I don't know – I love politics and yeah. I am a politics nerd, but I, don't, I wouldn't know how to stand as an independent or anything like that. Like I don't understand 
at, at that level. It's just ordinary people. Yeah. Like everyone has a day job. You're just relying on yeah. volunteers and you just seriously have to go in there and put your hand up. Yeah. It is scary. Sure. Hmm. But, um, you have to realize that this process is crafted to keep you out of it. Yeah. And to keep us all out of it. Hmm. It's, it's, it's to, to protect people that we're supposed to deem as our class superiors. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm smoking what you're packing. Mm. That'll keep me out saying that. I say that a lot. That'll keep me out for sure. She said smoking what you're packing one time. Oh, Get look. her. Hashtag legalize it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bob. That's okay. Thank oh, you for having me. No, it's great to see you. Please, you too. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Nitty Gritty Committee. We'll be back next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.